0: to middle of the road the podcast why do you always sound like you Ta-
1: forgot what we're
0: doing oh, i'm just thinking about <laughs> i was changing it up a little bit the intro because no, i didn't know what to call it i didn't slow. have a number okay this is another time capsule episode it's the third time we've done this uh, instead of having some year-end review list thing we decided we'll each take one thing from the last year and throw it in our uh, metaphorical time capsule to be saved, to be unearthed by generations, centuries from now. Yeah, I've enjoyed doing this. Um, I can say right now, I don't even know what I'm going to pick possibly still (laughs) yet. I've got to narrow down a little bit, but I'm going to go last for that reason, in case someone steals something I might want anyways. But um, yeah, we're going to go around the horn
2: before we do that, should we go over what our our picks last year
0: were? Um, no, I don't think that's relevant. Oh, but cool. oh, okay. wait, no, look up. Um, is it in the doc? The what our picks for we we probably yeah. all pick. Yeah. Is that what you meant?
2: Like, what our picks for 2018's eighteen's time capsule? Yeah.
0: No, 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 no. We predicted what we would pick for this one.
2: Oh, di- oh, no. I so, didn't know
0: Ben that probably was. picked The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah,
2: The Last of Us has been our pick for like the past yeah. two episodes. Yeah, it. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a pick for a while. That it, and probably like an event movie. Oh, it could have been, yeah, whatever the sequel. Like, back then we were like, whatever the sequel to Infinity War is. Yeah.
0: It's not written directly in the show notes. Someone would have to go back and listen to it, but um, we should. Those we should are probably fun to time. listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah maybe i'll try to make a note of it so it's easier to look up next year but um yeah so we're gonna go around the horn everybody's gonna pick one thing tell us why they picked it and if we can have a conversation around it we'll do that these will be spoiler free conversations about these topics most likely um we'll see if we cheat on that but um yeah um i'm gonna pick ben to go first
2: Okay. Uh John was right. It's Final Fantasy 7. No, I'm just kidding. This
3: was something I, I- knew it.
2: <laughs> oh god, I am so excited for that though. But anyway, my my pick was something I I had been thinking about like picking a movie or picking a game or picking I don't know, just some bit of like news that happened in the world, like that was, you know, media related. And I landed on this one, and it was like one I wasn't sure would work, so I was like I, you know, I bounced off Lauren just to check. And it's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie redesign. Um because I think it's it's an interesting it's just an interesting story of this year, just showing like how like a studio, like a big studio listened to their fans and readjusted something that was universally, you know, disliked.
0: It was fine. Just could've left it.
2: <laughs> no. God, no. Uh it was it gave me nightmares. Uh it's it's the thing nightmare it's the things nightmares are made of but I mean, uh, until cats came along. <laughs> yeah, cats really oh God.
0: I wish I would have saw cats. There's a chance I might have nominated that then but...
2: <laughs> but for for people who don't know the full story uh, when the trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie dropped, people were unpleased with how Sonic's design was. you know, human teeth, long muscular legs didn't have gloves. it just it wasn't a good look. And day and days later, the director Jeff Fowler delayed the film so he could him and his his team could. Well, mo- it was actually multiple production crews or animation teams could yeah, make. Yeah, including Sonic a studio
1: look, or whatever that's now no yeah, longer
2: with us. Closed down, and it's the same studio that did uh, Pikachu from Detective Pikachu, which is really sad because he looked great. But they delayed the movie, and in the span of a few short months, revamped Sonic where he actually looks a whole lot like Sonic the Hedgehog. And even if the movie is like a total disaster, I, I just thought I'd praise Fowler and the studios. It's the moving picture company, Marza Animation Planet, Blur Studio, and Digital Domain for taking the time to appease the fans of Sonic the Hedgehog and people with, you know, eyes. And, wow,
3: real offensive to people without <laughs> eyes, Ben. <laughs>
2: uh, and the other, the other big reason I chose this is because... I'm actually a little worried that this might end up setting a precedent for changes during a film's production based on the whims of fans who like, haven't even seen the movie
0: yet, you know? So why are you giving them praise if you think it's a harbinger of doom? It
2: could be. It, well,
0: not Which a it harbinger is. of it's doom. It's a love
2: hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I appreciate the, like the choice they made. Like I understand why. And it's because they want to appeal to fans. And unfortunately, Sonic the Hedgehog hasn't had a good history. Like, The past fourteen years of Sonic the Hedgehog have just been garbage. The last good Sonic game, game. Sonic Mania, was was basically made by fans who Sega said you can make a Sonic game for us. That's the last good Sonic
3: game. If I can chime in, I'm watching the game currently. I'm watching the game game Grumps play Sonic Boom: The Rise (laughs) of Lyric. Oh God! On YouTube, and it is. It is hilarious. tantalizing, yeah, and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great.
2: If you ever want to see the greatest reaction they've ever had, it's my favorite reaction video to anything. It's them playing Sonic Adventure or the oh, Sonic Six. It is hysterical. I'll see if I can find the link and send it to you. It, it's amazing. But I am I am concerned that it might it might change how films are changed, like through.
1: I mean, you know, even when they're
2: not finished yet.
1: I still haven't even forgiven Bioware for changing the end of Mass Effect 3 for fans. Yep.
2: And I can't say, you know, how good or bad the ending was because, you know, I haven't played through those games. I do know that they that most fans did want the change and they made the change. I did no, not. No,
0: most, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Most fans is not, that's not a... Most it's obnoxious, not most fans.
1: outspoken fans.
0: There's okay. very few okay. Okay. A small coordinated effort so by the, loud, angry fans.
1: Most Kelly Marie Tran. What is it? The fans. squeaky, the squeaky wheel gets <laughs> the
2: grease, kind of thing, I guess. um uh, And then the other, the other thing I'm worried about is like, what if something ha- like this happens, like in the future? Like, there's another, you know, iconic character who's animated, and they, they fuck it up, and then they do these changes and they make it even worse. <laughs> i
1: would see it then
2: (laughs) but part part of yeah well part of me is like that shouldn't be possible because they'd know what the fans want but they should have known that in the first place right or like cats when something like that exists like i i don't know people can totally misread it apparently like whole whole production teams can
1: legitimate question for everyone here besides ben who actually is going to go see sonic yeah (laughs) (laughs) Like I wasn't gonna see it before. I'm still not excited. I'm happy that Sonic looks better, but I still don't care to see the movie. Yet.
2: But speaking of like this, this movie was a hard no at first. The first trailer, I was like, "Fuck that!" Not even gonna bother. I mean,
1: it was a hard no um, for me with Jim Carrey just because I don't really like.
2: Him. See, I love silly Jim Carrey. I can't like we haven't had a silly him ever Jim Carrey. ass two. Yeah, he pulled a pretty dick move with that. Um, but I am looking forward to silly Jim Carrey, regardless, and this design change has me had me going from fuck no to i'm actually kind of excited like i i do want to see this now like i want to see how it is you know i'm eagerly anticipating it but i'm also very cautious see it for james marston
0: filmmakers should not listen to fans period (laughs) (laughs) this is this is also i mean i think skywalker is kind of worthy of having a conversation around that oh for sure
1: there's a reason I brought up Kelly Marie Chan.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I don't I think and the just damage everything control about that
1: movie, but I
0: think the damage control around that Last Jedi versus Rise of Skywalker stuff hasn't been very convincing. I'm not really sure. After seeing it a second time, I think the new movies honors that movie more than it lets on. But I think even if I enjoy and in fact love Rise of Skywalker now, it's definitely a movie that's playing things safe and you can feel the corporate machinations behind it. And it's disheartening. I mean, it's, you don't, we don't need slash really want that to happen. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that Ben thinks that movie Sonic, it's going to be the exact same movie as it was.
2: Yeah, but Sonic actually looks like Sonic. Yeah, but, why but does that, that at least gave us something to make fun of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well i mean it's like just
0: even if he looked a little weird and everything else was great little... about the movie he looked like sonic no, i didn't, he didn't confuse him Until with any other like blue hedgehogs i will when not I be
2: satisfied <laughs> he looked awful he looked terrible and the vast majority of people who saw the trailer agreed with me on that
0: i i don't know it, it it's it's it just seems a little silly but i i think you're right that in that it's a harbinger of doom, like I said. Like it's I, I I I hope it doesn't set a precedent like you said. And I I I think Lauren and I are both on the record on this podcast at some point talking about the damage Bioware did to that gaming community. And I mean like we've said we've talked about I mean you can almost it's kind of tied into the rise of the alt right. They figured out how strong a small minority can look and seem on the internet and yeah it's a it's not good Bob (laughs) so yes I'm with you Ben I hope they don't uh change anything and listen stop people stop listening because like they'll I don't know like what's if if they don't listen and then something fails they're gonna hear about it that way and maybe they won't make the same mistakes next time. And even though it didn't cost that much for them to make these changes to in the relative scheme of things, I mean, it cost a few million dollars. But are they going to s- s- see corporations going to see this was worth it at all? You know, like, I I mean, it could be a good test case in that way that they're like, well, we we if the movie fails, it's gonna be like, well, why do we make these changes in the first place? You know, um,
1: and can we stop making petitions? <laughs> We don't need a new season eight of Game of Thrones.
0: I'm going to root for Sonic's abysmal box office total, just so corporations will realize they shouldn't listen to fans anymore.
2: How about that? <laughs> I'm okay with it bombing as if it's a good movie, you know.
3: Like yeah, I'd... Zach with the really popular opinion of cheering for mm-hmm. corporations in today's world.
0: Cheering for them to not listen. Huh? Not listening to us about uh, story content. How about that? Corporations definitely need to pick up their game and being good towards humanity.
3: What? Uh, wait. What did you say? Zach? All I heard was that corporations are people too. That's all I heard you say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag not all corporations.
3: <laughs> you good, Ben?
2: Well, I just I just would want to end on like I I still appreciate this change that was made. I like I am genuinely happy that it was made. And only well, time I'm will
1: tell if you, you enjoyed the movie. We will find out. <laughs>
0: Or will That's we? True. That means we'd have to see it for the podcast. No, we'll have It'll to. See, be he'll his, have uh, to see
1: it. I just want to know how it he it turns out for him.
0: What's your guys' art? What's your guys' weekly article called?
1: Um, suggestion like, suggestion box.
0: box. Suggestion box. You'll I take you are to you're an avid there. reader
1: of it, Zach. It's also every other have... work or work every other week, Zach. Yeah, come on, I'm Sorry. Keep
0: sorry. <laughs> um, John, you get to go.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride. I can't no more I'm gonna take my horse to the old
2: town road I'm gonna yeah
3: so I'm kind of cheating because I'm kind of combining two things into a bigger category of artists of color breaking um, some some kind of cultural ground or cultural barrier barrier yeah and the two specifically that I'd like to talk about is Lil Nas X with uh, Old Town Road.
1: Oh my god, I hate that song. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I too don't see a lot of the appeal. I, it's a catchy song, but I think the moment for me where I realized I have to take this seriously is that clip that's kind of been going around social media of him performing at like an elementary school. And he starts singing a little bit of the first verse, or I guess oh, the, the kids first chorus. And the kids, and then he goes acapella and <laughs> stops singing, and the kids are just screaming back at him. It was a moment of, this is like, like all these kids are in pure, pure jubilee right now. Like, the most distilled, purest version of joy that they've probably had in their lives so far. And that's actually kind of beautiful. And I think when you actually think about the idea that the story behind Lil Nas X like he was a SoundCloud artist and he wasn't he was like sleeping on his sister's floor and he was just hoping for his big break and the song just went viral and not only that but it broke the it broke the barrier of having a black American artist forgot gay in a new way be on the country music charts while being like like zach was saying part of the lgbtq community and so i think in so many ways it's it's the biggest underdog story i think of the year regardless of your feelings kind of i was gonna say can we cut out me saying
1: that i hate the song now
3: <laughs> um I but i think lauren maybe to offer up something else that maybe you'd be more into or more interested in or more relatable to or relate or find more appreciation for, excuse me. Um, I think another artist who did the same thing was Lizzo this past year. And again, similar kind of underdog story in the sense that, uh, professionally trained, not just a singer but flautist, um, really just trying to get her break, and is able to write an album that's about self-empowerment and self-image and breaking from codependency to, at, at times, maybe a little bit egotistical, but mostly just, like, reinforcing positive self-image and positive self-worth and that kind of thing. And while doing it, while breaking down the barrier of body shaming, in especially for women and women of color in America, I think the way in which she's owned her body and, like, expressed how proud she has of it, is of it i i see it on twitter every day that she inspires millions of people maybe not millions of people but hundreds of thousands maybe of people to be more comfortable in the skin they live in and i think i think that's really i think that's really cool now she's not completely my style of music for sure her album is great and it's a solid pop album overall that jumps between genres very fluidly and very proficiently but yeah I just I mean I don't know we talk about especially in music we talk about people who are kind of these legendary figures I guess and we think we think about Beyonce and we think about Jay-Z and Eminem or even like maybe like Blink-182 or that kind of thing but I feel like did not expect those four artists to be in <laughs> together well I yeah I tried to I tried to bring up some variety um but I feel like like a lot of those artists who are great in their own right and have had rightful meteoric success none of them had as drastic of a rise as Lizzo and Lil Nas X and I think maybe that's a sign of just like the time as well where literally anything can happen with how quickly stuff is shared over the internet um but I also think it's it's just a so that's that's great and that's cool, but also like good for them again coming from nothing and selling out shows and selling out and topping the charts like it's actually very uplifting and I think a very inspirational story for both of them.
0: It sounds like Lizzo's a more an example of just being really good and getting a, ch- a shot, though. Little Nas X is more of this rags to riches story. I mean he literally came out of like you said like independent obscurity where Lizzo has been training and has been deemed a talent for some time and she finally just got a chance to put it all together I'm not I'm I'm just describing a little bit of a difference I see between the two of them
3: but I think it's it's so hard I feel like for female artists and obviously I, I I should probably put my take my foot out of my mouth but i i can imagine how much pressure there is as a female entertainer whether it's in music or film or something be at a certain weight i go back to that scene from uh from a knocked up where she catherine heigl's character is um like just announcing to her like bosses that she's uh that she's pregnant or whatever and they're just like oh no it's great like we're going to do a whole, like, maternity thing or whatever, and it'll be awesome, and it'll connect to mother viewers, and it'll, it'll be great. But as soon as you're, like, as soon as you give birth, tighten it back up. And it's just, like, there's this hypocrisy of maybe owner ownership of your body for whatever season it benefits you for, as opposed to true contentment with who oneself is. And I think Lizzo expresses that.
0: I'm not saying she's not. I just think... This is, I think the music industry has been democratized quite a bit in the last few years, with the independent scene breaking out and Spotify and SoundCloud giving avenues and opportunities for these people. And I think just you're not what you're saying is not wrong, but I I don't I don't think it's a surprising to me. I think the Little Nas X thing is more surprising because like, like the the song has grown on me. It's catchy when you hear little kids sing and sing it and enjoy it 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 can't help but make you smile mm-hmm. but
1: then i see billy ray cyrus like, mm.
0: <laughs> but i, I the lozo success seems less breakthrough to me and i'm not taking anything away from her because i think the album like i think like i said I, I think she's just super talented and charismatic and you can't she's infectious you can't help but get behind her and i think it's really interesting and great that the music community can allow for all of this i mean someone something i actually the one piece of music that i considered throwing into this arena was the king princess album cheap queen and this is you know this is i believe she identifies as lesbian She definitely is playing with, like, gender norms and the way she dresses and looks on her album and in the tour and stuff like that, and, like, people don't even talk about that with her. She just makes fucking kick-ass songs, you know, and she had this huge hit with 19, what's called, 1950, it was a date that, you know, it was just a single before she even had an album. You know, I heard that song all the time on the radio at the beginning of this year, which got me to keep an eye on her and then she released this f- killer fucking album at the end of the year and it just i think i think the it's great that the music industry does seem to be driven by talent a lot more now than looks or appeal or what have you are gen you know the norms of society
1: you can tell by how much Ben and I are talking that we are very in tune with the music industry. It's like the most exciting thing to happen for me to me for music recently was Bieber cha- being challenged by the St. Louis Blues goalie to have a
2: shootout competition. <laughs>
1: That's the extent of my music knowledge.
2: <laughs> I mean, for me, it was what finding out that uh, Phoebe Bridgers exists. Oh, She's great. <laughs> I know. It's oh, the one concert
1: so... John and I went together
0: too. Closing thoughts, John. Um. Now, um, Warren, you get to pick our next one.
3: What do you want from me? Why don't you run for me? What are you wondering?
1: I was very unsure of what to go with this year, similar to last year. Nothing really stuck out for me other than Baby Yoda, and I only kind of joked about picking him for a while. <laughs> like, I could have really picked him. But,
3: I was almost sure one of you was gonna pick the Mandalorian.
1: No. Um, I'd pick Baby Yoda over the Mandalorian, but I didn't for that show. <laughs> Yeah, just with all these year-in lists going out right now, one of the things that I was kind of surprised to see not so much now after looking at Metacritic scores and stuff, but um, no one put Carnival Row on their best TV shows of the year. And I don't know, I really like that show. So I'm picking it. But I thought it was a good year for TV. There's like I loved Russian Doll, Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol, Watchmen, Mandalorian, and Witcher, which I almost picked The Witcher just because I love it so much more than the books. Don't come at me, people. They love those books, but I do not. But yeah, I picked Carnival Row. It was the one with Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne about like fairies and just different fae folk, like fawns and centaurs and all that stuff. And I don't know. I was just so ecstatic for one thing that it like brought that realm of fantasy back into my life, me being the person who keeps talking about... Dungeons and Dragons for a really long time. But um in like I just I don't know. I didn't realize how much I missed Orlando Bloom till the show came back or that came on. Because <laughs> so I think it's been since like the earlier uh, Pirates of the Caribbean films that I've liked someone something he's been in. I don't wow. know. Has he been it's,
0: in much since those Pirates films?
1: Um he's been the in the spattering of stuff, yeah. But not a lot of things <laughs> I've probably seen or enjoyed. I don't know. I just really love the fantasy. It was it's a murder mystery of sorts, and I will say that the sometimes it gets it brings in the social elements of like just class warfare and whatnot. A little, I feel like it gets dredges in. You know, you remember in Game of Thrones the group of the people, the religious zealots who like have the symbols on their foreheads and stuff. They kind mm-hmm. of have an aspect of that that in this one, which I think is more just to foreshadow stuff to come in the second season. but I don't know. I just love this world so much. It was fun. It was beautiful. And it was very gory because there's speaking of murder, it's a murder mystery <laughs> through the season, <laughs> but it's just like and Gothic, I- uh, horror elements of kind of Lovecraftian looking stuff. And I don't know. I really enjoyed
2: it. I, I liked it a lot too. I don't think I liked it quite as much as you Lauren, but it's like, and it's easy. It's easy to see why we like it. I mean, it's, It's able to juggle a whole lot at the same time. Like, there are tons of different arcs going on. Mm -hmm. And it handles it all really well. Um, And, yeah, like, uh, Cara Delevingne and uh, Orlando Bloom are amazing. Um, It has a season two on the way, right? Yeah, it does.
1: Cool. And I just... I don't know, the world is just so cool character-wise... Just the look of it was great. Like, the fawns, the way they did the makeup for the horns coming out of the head. Like, I would watch so many tutorials just watching them do that makeup. It was it was amazing looking. And, like, speaking, like, Baby Yoda, there's these little things called kobolds. They're little tiny creatures that basically took the place of a puppet theater. So there's this little box where these itty-bitty creatures were acting out dramatic plays. And it was adorable, and I want all of them. But, yeah, I don't know. I say, people, if you haven't watched it, give it a chance. It was a good show. It's on Amazon Prime.
2: It'll it'll scratch that Game of Thrones itch for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, there's even a
1: hint of incest in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's just, it was a show that after I finished watching it, like, I went to the internet immediately to look up the book series because I assumed there would be one because everything comes from a book series these days and there wasn't one and I was super upset about it because I wanted to stay entrenched in it for a while longer.
0: Ben you're the only one else who has seen the show I know you touched on it a little bit but do you why were you not quite as high on it are you just you really enjoyed it you just it didn't do you have enough fantasy in your life? It didn't stick out as much for you. I as think it did for I Lauren? think
2: that's what it was like, and I think I don't think I was as like disappointed by Game of Thrones as some other people were too. Um, I don't Lauren, think any of us weren't... were. Oh, I thought you didn't like the ending, Lauren. Of I hated GOT, the you know? last
1: episode, but I mean everything else okay. of the season I enjoyed.
2: Okay. Oh, there was like so, I think I there mean...
1: two episodes that I kind of didn't enjoy, but overall I enjoyed the season.
2: Okay, and I just uh. I don't think I like Orlando Bloom as much as Lauren does. Like he he is great I mean, you in the aren't show. Don't to men, are attracted to men, so that probably hurts a little bit. But <laughs> that, yeah, that's a fair. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's like I I liked him a lot more in the Pirates of the Caribbean, at least like the first two three movies. Well, he's only in what four of them but anyway and but i think like everything's everything's lore everything lauren is saying is like accurate like it just the world building it's the the creature design the makeup it in the work like the way it's all set up is incredible it looks great i think even the special effects are surprisingly solid like for a tv show i don't know just it something didn't click for me as much as it did with lauren is all but like it's definitely worth going out of your way to see it is really really good and it's a horror where the dog survives so that's something
1: this is true Mm -hmm.
0: this is where i nominate the episode of chernobyl where they just murder all the dogs. god (laughs) i know
1: i i I want to watch that show but like there's just something that i keep finding other things to do just so i don't have to watch that episode because i don't i'm not gonna skip it i have to watch the whole thing but it's like they handle
0: it as classily as possible
1: yeah, the classy way to handle it is just to pretend no dogs lived there and to not include it.
2: <laughs> only only people were harmed. It's in true. <laughs>
1: it was a place that banned pets. It's weird, but they did it and no animals were harmed. Wait, really? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you not hear about all the dogs that died there, Ben? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so I guess that brings us to me.
1: Baby,
0: girl, baby. <laughs> I mean, how about we just can talk about it after let's all we can all agree baby yoda was the best thing that happened this year right yeah no
1: one picked him episode. because everyone
2: picked him yeah. our cover image for this picture for should this episode <laughs> should just be baby yoda yeah. Yeah.
0: baby yoda drinking tea yes four um,
2: four different pictures of baby yoda
0: <laughs> that wouldn't be hard taiko atiti just apparently um he he said i saw it this afternoon he apparently knows yoda baby yoda's real name son of a bitch <laughs>
1: I don't care what they say it is. It's Baby Yoda. It's Steve. (laughs) It's Steve.
0: Oh, God. Steve Yoda.
1: Steve Baby Yoda Berkowitz.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna... I was... I I threw out that King Princess album is something I was considering. I've picked video games the last two times we've done this.
2: It was what? It was Breath of the Wild and then um,
0: Celeste. Celeste
2: yeah
0: the the two games i threw out there was death stranding which i'm still in the middle of and the creature in the well was probably my favorite indie game i played this year
2: i don't think i've even heard of that one
0: i think i heard it dropped on
2: like i think i saw it on a list of like best indies
0: it's on game pass it's totally worth playing it's like a level you know you 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 beat a level you get a new skill you know it's
1: so roguelike?
0: Yeah, roguelike, but in the but the mechanics of are pinball-based, kind of. Oh. You like whack beams of light with your little um, stick thing. Uh, it's good. I can't wait to see what they do next when they get a little bit bigger budget, because I think this was successful. It's available on Xbox Game Pass. Everybody should try it. And movie-wise, there's only one choice for me, and that would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But we've given that plenty of shout-outs around here so is that I, is
1: that your favorite film of the year
0: oh yeah it's not even close
1: i think endgame was mine but i also see far fewer movies than you guys do i saw a bunch of endgame was mine too <laughs> well there you go i think honestly it's, that might be the good only pick movie more. that got above a four out of five on uh, letterboxd from me this year or last year
2: zach what did you give what did you give hollywood
0: i'm full five stars on hollywood
1: uh I still can't fully get on board with the ending of that movie.
0: You got bored at the ending of
1: movie? I can't movie? get, can't on, get on, board on board with
0: it. Oh, maybe. on board. Got it. Got it. So I was flipping around and I think since everyone's kind of, it, this definitely isn't like our, I think you guys inspired me as maybe not, no one's picking like their favorite thing ever. That's another reason not to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm going to stay on theme a little bit here. Though I think this actually was one of my favorite TV shows of the year. And that is uh Rami on uh Hulu, which um if you watch the Golden Globes, he Hulu apparently oh, the bought editor? And paid for him. Is he, that what he the, said he was? And Paid for the yeah, the editor of <laughs> um the show to come up there uh, and win. But uh Rami Yusuf is a Muslim American comedian guy and a uh, younger dude as well, and he had a show for Hulu produced by a 24 and yeah he it's it's basically uh i mean it's it's a comedy through and through a 30 minute comedy thing and but it's just about this but the main character is a muslim man and you're seeing him operate through the the muslim scene of new york city and the challenges of growing up as a muslim american and expectations of family and Uh, how that culture is blending with our own culture. And like it's it one, it's very funny and extremely well done, but it also, it's just like, it it feels like a show that could build bridges to be really sappy. Like if, if, Hey, they're just like us. Like people that are insensitive and racially intolerant could just watch his show, I think they would one be really impressed and, find him funny and realize all these kind of every kind of person is pretty much the same dealing with the same kind of shit and yeah i i just really loved it through and through and i would say there's in the middle chunk of the season they kind of do some more individualized episodes like focusing on his sister and his dad and his mom his his the episode about with his mom is actually might be my favorite episode of television this year and it's a she's bored and becomes a lift driver and <laughs> i don't know it's just beautiful and sad and hilarious and i think the show fits that standard a lot and i really like where it ends the show on a really um Not direct uh, brother-sister, but family incestual cliffhanger, potentially. (laughs) It's hot. 2019. It's hot. But yeah, I think his voice and his writing team and creative team that assembled this really just nailed it. And I can't wait for the next one. And I, it, I think it's it's probably slightly underrated and criminally underseen, as far as I can tell. I've never heard anybody talk about it
1: how do until you spell the Golden it?
0: Globes gave it a word. R A M Y.
1: Okay, I kept getting Rami Malek because so I was putting an I.
0: No. Oh, there's one other thing I was gonna say. Oh, there's also a great episode where he a fla- There's also a great flashback episode where it flashbacks to his childhood and how his life his quote-unquote his um i'm I'm sure it's very inspired by his real life but also fictionalized uh to him how his life changed after september 11th to really hilarious effect and it's and it also involves um masturbation so (laughs) somehow he was able to connect all of that uh i also believe um there's
1: a joke in there but i'm not gonna say it (laughs)
0: <laughs> I also believe Osama bin Laden comes to him in a dream during this episode, and he has a conversation with him. And uh, I don't know. It, Jojo it's Rabbit took style. challenges, and yes, yes, <laughs> b- before Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, go watch Ramy. It was it was great.
1: You said it was on Hulu. I need to
0: look. Hulu. <laughs> Anybody else have any other things they were considering that they want to share? I kind of did that on the top of my pick.
1: Again, just. Endgame was a consideration, but I kind of thought Ben was going to pick it until he told me what he was actually picking. And Baby Yoda, <laughs> uh, I cannot say Baby Yoda enough.
2: Endgame was almost a pick of mine. Uh, so was Watchmen. And one one that I didn't well one that was like out just outside of my my thoughts of mentioning was um, Demon Slayer, which is an anime that that premiered last year, and it's just it's such a visually impressive. Or ar- is it? auditorily. uh,
0: orally? you said orally,
2: it right. Yeah, orally. impressive show. Just made by my favorite animation studio, which is, uh, Ufotable. and they, the way it's animated is just stunning. Like each, each like battle is is, is practically a work of art. Like a, it's like a beautiful canvas, with the way it's the way it's done. It's just incredible. I also thought you'd pick Borderlands, maybe three. I thought about it a little bit, but it's like it's more of the same in a sense you know Mm -hmm. it's not like this big reinvention of borderlands so it didn't i didn't really feel like it didn't have like that you know that like historical whereas sonic is not something that's been around forever (laughs) well it's not (laughs) well it's more like the sonic is like the the idea behind it not just sonic himself you know the thing you were giving props to was that they
1: made him more of the same (laughs) that's fair
2: (laughs) I'm just making fun of you
1: (laughs) yeah I looked through my letterbox nothing above four stars other than Endgame Mm. in Jurassic Park but that doesn't count because it's not this year John John John. I think we lost him guys is he still on the call (laughs) he's still there
0: did he have to poop
1: Maybe. did he message us no. I didn't
2: get anything.
0: Okay, so let's make some predictions. Um, Last of Us. <laughs> yes, Last of Us 2. I was gonna say, is it Last of Us or Final Fantasy 7 for Ben?
2: Like of what my, my pick of
1: what, next yeah, year's time capsule yeah, might be? It's gonna be
0: one of those two things.
2: I mean, consider
1: this. If one of those, like, if one of those two things were pushed back again, and he would result, or it would result in him murdering <laughs> something, it would be Final Fantasy it- <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it's not what I'm going to pick actually. Oh, really? My pick is a movie that's been in the making since I believe 2011.
1: Okay, but what about those two games before you move on? Which one is higher for
2: you? Oh, Final Fantasy 7, no question.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what we are getting at.
2: <laughs> like I'm super excited for The Last of Us, but I, like again, Final Fantasy 7 is my favorite game of all time having a new version of that I, I just dream come true but what's also a dream come true is bill and ted face <laughs> the music this means i'm finally it's gonna just, have to
1: see those movies oh, they're good. which
2: are both like there's some jokes that definitely don't land as well as they used to like there's a there's like a clearly homosexual one or uh uh homophobic. anti like homophobic yes like it's not a great
0: joke but when did the mongols rule china It's my favorite line
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just such a like i don't know like it spoke to me as a kid because it's like oh these guys are so dumb but now i'm just like man these guys are so like just chill and like funny the way the way they interact with the world the past and everything around them it's just I can't
0: great. wait till ted beats the shit out of everybody in the movie
2: and then and it's and it's this great, like, just the cash they have for it, like, both Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter returning for the title roles, that like that's just, you can tell how much they've wanted to do this for so long. Samara Weaving and uh, Bridget Lundy-Payne. Samara Weaving, you know, from Ready or Not, the babysitter, I, you know, she's been a rising star in my eyes, and I'm really excited to, she's in it. And Bridget Lundy-Payne is in it as well. She was great as the sister in atypical which i think is a fantastic show
0: john what do you got to say about atypical nope, <laughs> I was say, this would be
1: and like the, the fifth podcast yeah. you could talk
2: about it and they <laughs> and they even have like william sadler is returning as death like the fat like There's like a this death is death
1: like, in this movie
2: yeah that's he's the whole, in the second,
1: the religious second religious movie. i don't know what it was about journey. i thought it had something to do with like Phone booths. The original or title
0: of the original title <laughs> of the second movie was supposed to be Bill and Ted Go to Hell. They literally go to hell in the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, that could it's be such
1: anything. A... It doesn't mean there's actually a death in the movie. Well, yeah,
0: so to, they he's, have to he's a main character. Death in a game.
2: He's, yeah. So you know that cartoon, uh, *Grim Adventures* of Billy and Mandy? No. 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 Okay. There was a cartoon when I was a kid. These two kids beat death in a game of, I think fuck what is it with the uh the how low can you go uh limbo oh i i see the i see the joke there now that's really funny but they beat him in a game of of limbo and he becomes their best friend forever forever and that's kind and it's like ripped from bill and ted's bogus journey
1: are you spoiling Uh, these movies for me after i just
2: said i was gonna watch them no like that's the whole premise of bill and ted like the second one at least Um, did they beat him in limbo they become best friends (laughs) you'll 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 have to see best friends no they don't but there's also
0: there's also evil robot us's involved Um, oh my god go go watch bill and Ted.
2: princesses all sorts of shit stations napoleon uh (laughs) so great it's such a they're just such dumb fun movies and they're like there's like this really good heart at the center of them and the fact that you know be
0: excellent to each other
2: Yeah, and the fact that Reeves and Winters, like, have been so adamant about bringing this back. It just, I really, I'm really hoping that this is the movie that, you know, like, we've had these sequels from, like, long gestating movies. Or, like, long gestating sequels, like, decades down the line, and they usually don't pan out. I'm hopeful that this one changes that. This one is...
0: Terminator panned out, Ben.
2: That wasn't a long gestating sequel, though. (laughs) Like...
0: technically it's a sequel to the 1994 film terminator 2 or 90 so
2: yeah yeah but there haven't been like bill ted there haven't been like bill ted three four five wait we're gonna go back to three that's you know this is like it's been a long a long it'll
0: hopefully be the solve to a 2020 political year that we all need exactly i have my guess for myself off the top of my head aka looking at my letterbox list paul thomas anderson and wes anderson both might have well, Wes Anderson will for sure have a new movie this year, and so PTA might as well. So that's definitely my two favorite go working L- on or, What Go <laughs> LDC. Yeah, LDC. Stop <laughs> so trying to
1: make LDC happen.
0: Uh, Charlie Kaufman also has a new movie, could be great as well. I'm really looking forward to the 2020 movie slate. I'm looking at uh, so Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson. Charlie Kaufman, Christopher Nolan, David Fincher, uh, Terrence Malick, Sofia Coppola, Andrew Dominic, Edgar Wright, David Lowry. Oh, Edgar Wright has the one, Last
2: Night in Soho or something? Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of great directors with new movies coming out next year.
2: I was just going to say, you don't have like one pick in particular, Zach?
0: I mean, I'll narrow it down to the Andersons. One of those two.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, those will definitely not be my pick. My number one pick would probably be Last of Us 2, but I'm also super excited for Cyberpunk 2077. It's coming from the same studio that made The Witcher 3 and those games, which has, put. I mean, it's not anything like those, I don't think. It's very different, obviously, drastically different setting, but I'm just excited for the next thing they release.
2: I just want to point out that the only two picks we've had both have Keanu Reeves. That's true. (laughs) I really, uh, it makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, the only two games I can think of off the top of my head that I'm super pumped for next year are um, two indie sequels, which is, well, I, one's kind of an indie. Hollow Knight Song I think, could be really, really amazing, especially as, like, the second effort at making one of those games with a bigger budget, I'm sure. And the new Ori game, which has been uh, in development for quite some time now, I am oh i love the first one of those in the blind ori the ori and the will of the wisps i'm really looking forward to both of those games
2: i've got like just off the top of my head the last of us cyberpunk doom gods and monsters final fantasy the avengers the new darksiders the new no more heroes uh dragon ball kakarot resident evil 3 godfall diablo 4 although diablo 4 might be not for a while that might be further down the road little hope which is the um the new dark anthology or dark pictures
0: i didn't know what 80 percent of those were lauren we cut you off
2: uh my
1: third pick was just we're finally getting a black widow movie and i'm super happy about that it sucks
2: about what happened to her in the rest of the universe but (laughs) (laughs) at least we get (laughs) this who knows maybe there's like some cloning shit that brings her back or something you know
0: Black Widow's arc and End Game was a fitting conclusion, I think. To her. I know you no. don't like that she didn't get her funeral. He should have died. <laughs> I but then I, we I, the She court. should have gotten
1: a funeral. <laughs> okay, that I agree with.
0: Yes, I am very excited for a movie that stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and Rachel Vice. Uh, and uh, right uh, what's his face, alley. David
1: Harbour?
2: David Harbour. Yeah, yeah Harbour, I can Harbour,
0: take her leave, David it. Harbour. He, he looks in, funny in Hush.
2: Though. I still want to know who's playing Taskmaster. Taskmaster, isn't it just going to be Florence master.
0: Pugh? Isn't it just going to be Florence Pugh? Don't tell me or, that maybe.
2: if that's true.
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, isn't that doesn't that seem like the logical twist? I
1: don't know.
0: Maybe mm, that it's her no. or Rachel Vice.
1: Is he usually male?
0: Ta-
2: yeah, Taskmaster is male.
0: They really don't know who's playing this person.
2: I haven't read anything about who he is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've even a hundred percent said it's Taskmaster, but it mm. just looks like him.
1: I was going to say, this isn't the first I'm hearing about that, but I also have not been looking into stuff, so.
0: So all predict John's pick since he apparently um, disappeared. I don't Avatar know. Does, too, is my yeah, Avatar
1: 2. I don't know. Does <laughs> Julian Baker have a new album coming out anytime soon? That was one of his picks. Nice. Was that last year or the year before? Did he do 8th grade last year? He did. Okay. So it was two years ago then? I
0: yeah. can
1: never remember years. It's hard.
2: It's obviously going to be the new uh, uh, Taylor Swift album, right?
1: Yep.
0: Oh, I'm waiting for the day he picks a YouTube video that covers something <laughs> that, it's that he that he actually never saw or watched or participated in. And he just enjoyed the review of it on uh, either Game Grunts or Hate It But I Love It, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> Maybe they'll make a sequel to Balls.
0: <laughs> God. Well, we don't know what... We don't know what happened to John. The balls rise again. So he can't. Oh, God. Um, So he can't speak for himself.
1: No, yeah, it wouldn't be rise. It would be a joke about dropping.
0: But we are Uh, going to be back after this with a couple. The next two episodes. I think we only have two episodes planned. But it is going to be the social network as our first flashback of uh, this year to 2010. And. We are our first Speaking new of release really of Speaking of really
1: likable characters slash real people, is going people. to
0: be Guy Ritchie's *The Gentleman, a whole bevy of handsome men, and Michelle. Dockery, there are definitely who's a, a bunch of woman. other
1: movies coming out in January that we could have done
0: that are better. That sound better. I, than I really
1: that. want to see *The Turning*,
2: *The yeah. Grudge*. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person on the planet who likes that
0: that's gonna do it for this episode of middle of row the podcast until the next episode i'm zach oldenberg you can find me where you can find at zach oldenberg you can find us at middlerow.com. you can rate and review the podcast you can find us on twitter at middlerow. No i'm ben grisby you can follow me
2: on letterboxd and twitter at the grisby bear and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Road. I'm Lauren
1: Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at the of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleupper.tumblr.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Go check out our time capsule, and remember the best scenes are in the middle of the road. Food.